Proudly resents, proudly resents .com. Uh, Today we proudly resent Theodore Rex and uh, doing this with me is suggested by my older brother, Mike Spiegelman, who has written the Adam. Mike Spiegelman joke book, which you can get on proudlyresents.com <laughs> slash joke book and Luggage Tuesdays. Very funny, Thank weird you. stuff. Maybe they'll give us something later on. Thank you. For the kids at home. Yeah. And uh, the boys and girls. Yeah, you guys overseas. with short attention spans, just go to the website. Just go to just just turn this off and go to LuggageTuesdays.com and then come back. And then come back. So if you exactly. don't want to pay the, the money. And special for us, it is only for listeners of the show or whatever, 99 cents. Right? Or $1.99? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, all right, good. <laughs> I just made that happen. <laughs> sure, for you guys, 99 cents. <laughs> so uh, tell us what the movie is about and why you picked it. So, well, I'm a huge fan of Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, I'm not being ironic. I, I actually do think she's great. And she's made some really good films. And <clears throat> one of her greatness is she's made some really horrifying films. But they're not just bad, bad. They're just gloriously weird and bad. And uh, so I wanted to do a Whoopi Goldberg movie. And um, I wanted to do Homer and Eddie. But that's really hard to sit through. Have you seen that one? I, I have seen Homer and Eddie. And it's just... Um... It's what you call just not good. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it it feels weird. The pacing's weird. Um, Jim Belushi plays a uh, mentally uh, disabled fellow, and he plays him terribly and <laughs> embarrassingly. Everything that could go wrong went wrong, and, and it wasn't just good, right? Nothing really happens. No, it's a terrible movie, and she's actually I've seen her on Charlie Rose. She says that's one of the three bad movies she's been in. Whoa, is this, uh, is Theodore Rex so the other two? Yeah, well, okay, so the movie I picked for you, Adam, is Theodore Rex, which is a notorious stink bomb from the 90s. It's actually the first, like, the world's most expensive direct-to-video movie of its time. It cost $35 million. They said, we're not releasing this to theaters. It went straight to video. Plus, it had a very, very storied background, uh, which I'd love to talk about. Talk about, about it. So, uh, well, tell us what the movie's about well, real so, quick. Sure, absolutely. This takes place in an alternative future. That's the best way I could describe it. Uh, it is a Blade Runner village run by a billionaire named Kane, spelled like Charles Foster Kane, K-A-N-E. And one of the things he's done is that he uh, brings animals back from extinction. So he brought back the dinosaurs. And now they don't look like dinosaurs. They look like the dinosaurs, the TV show. He brought back you know, dinosaurs, like the TV show. Tall. In the future, that's what he did. He brought back. He he went. They said, yeah. "Can you bring back so, dinosaurs?" And he thought he meant the ABC sitcom, and they meant actual living dinosaurs, the puppet, the shitty puppets. Do you like that show on ABC, Dinosaurs? I wish you could bring it back. Well, that's going to cost me billions and billions <laughs> of dollars of research, but sure. You think the guy who suggested so, it was at home a, going? Do you think he thought I meant the ABC sitcom, or did he? Or he probably knew I meant the actual <laughs> dinosaurs. And his wife said, "Don't you, don't bother you woke the up guy. In the middle of the night. He'll be fine." He had a cold sweat at like four in the morning. Oh, fuck. I, might, I think I really fucked this up. I think the guy is actually creating dinosaurs. There's no way. There's no way. There's so, no way. No way. So it's a future. So, of course, you know, it's like Homer and Eddie. It's, you just can't have a, a mentally handicapped guy. You have to have a criminal as well. And you just can't have a talking dinosaur. You also have to have a crime. So for a children's movie, there's a, a violent dinocide. Yeah. And so, anyway... He teams up with uh, super hard cop Whoopi Goldberg. Is she a robot? Uh, and I, he, the, she's, oh, a she's a clone. She's an enhanced yeah. clone. <laughs> We're all over the place. Uh, so anyway, the point is, in the near future, 
there is a clone who gets killed as well as a dinosaur. And like iLegend, this is the iRobot. This is the first time there's been a, 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 a dinocide. Never was possible that robots or dinosaurs could get killed or kill people. Anyway, I'm jumping the gun. So, uh, Whoopi Goldberg uh, teams up with a dinosaur to solve the murder. And that's the movie. And it's a kid's movie. Yeah, I never understood why there was a murder in this movie. I thought maybe someone could steal a jewels or something. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. And, and, and people get killed it's, creatively, but they also... they. They get killed. I mean, I don't know how to explain to your kid, like, oh, the dinosaur it was, died. It was really jarring to see the, yeah, there's a dead dinosaur body corpse, and there's, like, yellow police tape around it, and, I mean, stops short from chalk marks, but there is a dead, I, I would not show this to children, easily, because there's a dead body in it. Yeah, it's... It's like, ah, you watch Law and Order with your parents, well, what's one more murder to you? Well, this you is what they say when they write Law and Order, they it, say, like, the death in those shows are, um, sorry, I'm suggesting... The camera, i.e., the whole computer, um, that they it's it's like kind of like a, a victimless crime or something. There's like a word for it where it's somebody you never see, so you never really feel bad for them. But but that's for adults still. It's still for adults. Yeah. 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 So this is um, so the, you do see the you do see the murder in the beginning, uh, the human and the dinosaur. You see the dinosaur, the way they killed the dinosaur in the beginning, he's in the carnival graveyard, am I right? Circus mm-hmm. graveyard. It has like giant clown statues covered in plastic in a forest and like plastic dragons and stuff. And uh, the bad guy chases the dinosaur and the bad guy takes out a butterfly and the butterfly goes into the dinosaur's nose and kills him. And then the movie starts. So now not only you get these kids scared of murder, but now they're terrified of, of butterflies, which fly out. And you know, after you come out of the theater, yeah. you're going to see a butterfly. Your kid's going to start crying and think it's going to go up his nose. So yeah, it's it's bad news for for boys who like and girls who like butterflies and dinosaurs. It's just kind of a bad trip. So be, before we even talk about this movie, it came with a lot of baggage. I mean, we could just talk about the history of of the way of the production and not even tell you about the movie. I, I think that would be a good show. Um, <laughs> I heard her on uh, Charlie Rose talk about her, the three movies she didn't like, Homer and Eddie, and she apologized to Jim Belushi for saying it was bad. She said she didn't like The Telephone, oh. which I read in other reviews, which is another movie I would love to do. No, I well, fucking, we well, you that rented that movie, day? and I sat and watched it with you. Yes. It is the worst film ever. It is hard. Let's talk about The Telephone. A quick break to The Telephone. This movie is her yeah. being wacky on a telephone. It is so bad. In an apartment. In one set. Directed by? Riptorn. Directed by? Riptorn. Riptorn. It's like some kind of off-Broadway. I don't even know if it was a play. It, it's, it's it was from an like awful Broadway. York... It... <laughs> awful Broadway. It was her being wacky. Like it's like a one-woman show with a phone. And it, it's like, now they call yeah. that YouTube. But, um, you know, without the flashes and, and, the, and the weird faces... It was the pre oh, without the quick three. cuts. <laughs> yeah, Pootie Pie. So see, you you now the last time I saw that movie, I recorded it and it was playing on TV twenty here in San Francisco back in the nineties. And I you put it on my videotape, and it starts off with her walking in the exterior shots of her in New York City, and then she gets to her apartment and she picks up the phone, and I fast forward it. I just so she picks up the phone and she's wacky on the phone, and if you actually sit through this entire movie, she did. The phone was never plugged in. At the Are end, you it was revealed. 
Oh, is that yeah, the, that's the, re- is that the, the spoiler? Movie. That's the reveal. There's uh, no spoilers on your show, Ed. That's a, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Either you see it or you don't. Don't don't see this film. It is so, so terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. So Whoopi Goldberg. I mean, let me tell you, she was my favorite thing in the in the player. She was sublime. She's a terrific actress. I love Whoopi Goldberg. Burglar is my favorite movie. I'm not here to piss on Whoopi Goldberg, but the telephone's dreadful. Homer and Eddie is dreadful. Theodore Rex is not as bad as those two. Really? I, I can name you worse Whoopi Goldberg movies. Have you seen Burn, Hollywood Burn, an Alan Smithy film where she plays Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Well, that's that's not fair because that's a terrible film with lots of cameos. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's like yeah, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. She, it's like easy to say. You're, you're, he got all these terrible people to be in this film. A lot of people are in that film. No, no, no. But Adam, like she but chose... Her, Jackie Chan... And Sylvester Stallone plays themselves. Yes. I'm saying that's also Jackie Chan's worst movie. And Stallone's worst movie. Or maybe I'm not no, making sense. Maybe I'm completely wrong. <laughs> well, let's, let's, put it, let's put it in perspective with Theodore Rex. She willingly did uh, an that's Alan like a favor. film, Burn Hollywood. Like she knew films. it wouldn't be good. She did. Oh. No one's going to see that movie. No one saw it. It played in the theater. I saw it in the theater. But it, it disappeared. Right. Right? Art House film. Horrible film. Oh, wait, hold but on. Just to clarify, this movie, Michael. Theodore Rex. When you say art house, yeah. it was at a guy's house named Art. That's how small it was. It opened in this guy's art. Yeah, and I had to watch like I had to watch the game. You know, his art's wife was watching the game, so we we didn't really see the movie right away. <laughs> it was kind of, I just had to sit there and pretend I like sports for art's sake. <laughs> what time does the movie start? Whenever the game ends, as soon as the Celtics wrap this up. I hope. Uh, yeah, come on, Celtics! <laughs> I'm rooting for the Celtics so I can watch Burn Hollywood Burn. You gotta, you gotta so love... she agreed to do that movie. Uh-huh. She she was saying on Charlie Rose, she uh, people approached her daughter. Is the the story I, I heard her say on Charlie Rose with this movie? So they said this movie, this and that. She agreed to do it, a verbal agreement, I guess. And then she didn't want to get. She wanted to get out of it now. This was around the time of Boxing Helena, which is a 1992 film. And it, that film also has more background. It's more interesting, the background of that film. It was directed by, um, I forgot her name, it's the, the uh, daughter of David Lynch. Uh, and Kim Basinger, Basinger, I'm going to be mispronouncing everybody's name in this, Adam. Why, why stop now? Everyone in this movie had... Uh, why stop now? So anyway, she she said she didn't want to do the movie. They sued her. She had to pay like $8.9 million. And then uh, it got overturned. And then I have the Entertainment Weekly article. She wound up paying $3 million, Kim Basinger. Basinger, be, because she didn't want to be in this movie. So Whoopi Goldberg was getting sued because she said she agreed to do Theodore Rex. And the producers were suing her. And she said in Philly Rose she didn't want the same thing to happen. She didn't want to pay for not being in a movie. She was blackmailed into making this film. Yeah, she's. You could tell that she does not want to be there. I mean, if that, unless that's her character, is the character doesn't want to be there. She does not want to be there at all. She is. She couldn't give a shit. Uh, you think about her telephone and Homer and Eddie. She's acting. It's just not a good movie. She's trying her hardest, right. and the film's not good. Uh, this she couldn't give a crap. She is out of it. She's. She smiles at one point, and I'm thinking, "What is she smiling at? Did something happen? Did someone trip behind her? Like she, you know, like is she enjoying this <laughs> part? Yeah, because it couldn't be the character. It couldn't be acting. Uh, she looks uncomfortable. They put her in this skin tight. 
Not that she didn't have the body for it, but she's not the oh type God. of person who wants to show off their body. You know, as an actor, she that's just not no, who she's, she ever she's was. An, she's an adult. She's a she's adult. a woman wearing this ridiculous outfit. Right. She's a grown you know, woman. It's not like, like in fun of her butt. I, it's not even. It's so not something she would ever do in any other movie, right? Like she usually, she would never dress right. like that. She goes on TV now wearing overalls. I mean, it just seems so. She's so uncomfortable. She doesn't want to be there anyway. It's like she was forced into a party and had to sit next to the person she doesn't want to be. Here's with. my impression that so this this movie is basically an extended riff of Last Action Hero. Like if you remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, the police station are filled with people who are being mismatched partners. And there's at one point an animated talking cat who's like, oh, "I don't want to be your partner." That reminded me a lot of Theodore Rex. Well, yeah, I mean they were. They Do you remember that? Did, in... Yeah, Last Action Hero. Yeah, yeah. That, this is the whole movie of that, and and nobody wants there. And, and Theodore is like, like the perfect character for kids. And again, it's in a homicide movie, so that doesn't make sense. But he, he loves cookies. He's sweet. He's, uh, oh, you know, cookies. It, it, God, there's like three references to cookies, which makes no sense. And then you know they have to say they're herbivores and not carnivores because then he won't eat them. And it, he's kind of like a sympathetic. He's a good kids character, but it, in it. In law, literally in law and order, is law and order bad bad decision? And uh, he he reminds me of John Leguizamo in The Pest. Do you remember that movie, The Pest, with Jeffrey Jones? It becomes the most dangerous game. Uh, he's an obnoxious guy, and he winds up being hunted for sport by Jeffrey no. Jones on an island. But it it begins it begins the same way as Theodore Rex. It's the movie starts with him starting his day. You know, Theodore Rex. You don't really see his face, but you see the dino waking up. You see him taking a shower and saying something funny like "Don't flush," even though he lives by himself. And that's the introduction to the pest. It has John Leguizamo singing in the shower while he starts his day, and the movie starts. So, and it reminded me a lot of Howard the Duck. Didn't you get a Howard the Duck vibe with this whole movie? Yeah, that it should not have been made, and that. But Howard <laughs> the Duck, admittedly, they had no idea what the duck was supposed to look like. You know, here I feel like they start. The duck was the last thing they thought of. Here, I felt like they had a bunch of dinosaur suits. They convinced Whoopi Goldberg's daughter, like, I don't know, they kidnapped her. Was it a kind of a Frank Sinatra Jr. type of thing? <laughs> like, you got to do this film. They, they forced her into it. They pushed her. Yeah. <laughs> it was less of a casting call, more of a ransom call. And so they're like, well, let's just make a movie yeah. out of this stuff. We got this set from Tracks. I mean, it looked like Tracks at night after hours. It was, <laughs> well, Cookies. It was, I thought of Tracks because he likes yeah, Cookies. Yeah, and Cookies, that's the connection. Uh, Mike and I do a review of Tracks, which you should look for, and we talked to Star of Tracks, Shadow Stevens. But a quick plug for this own show. Listen to Shadow Stevens talk on Adam's show. It's, it was a great, great interview you had. How cool is that to talk to Shadow Stevens? Uh, but, you know, so... Let's move on. That was great, Adam. That was really cool. So, but so there's three cookie references. There's a cookie shooter. He goes macadamia before he leaves his house and catches a cookie. We never see that again. We never explain why this technology. By the way, exists. shouldn't that be in the then last? He said scene? a fancy dinner. You know. Yeah, right. That should be the closing credits. No, 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 no. Michael. Listen, the end. Isn't it classic screenwriting? If you introduce a cookie shooter and act in real one, it has to show up in real three. I, mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Let me get my copy of story. I got. I'm reading my copy of story. Yeah, you're right. Wait a second. You get notes. So the yeah. second time we see cookies, he's he crashes a fancy banquet, and there's Frenchie, the 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 shaving dish server, and he says, "Hmm, what's in this shaving dish?" Meet, meet, meet. And he lifts up a shaving dish at a very exclusive dinner, and it's filled with cookies. Now, fortunately, there's no sterno underneath <laughs> the uh, shaving dishes. <laughs> well, well you know, you go to a fancy that, black tie event. Cookies too. 
Yeah, yeah, but you're going to have, you know, a, a little lamb chops. You're going to have some, you know, whatever kind of, it's a little salmon, a little yeah. salmon, and then you'll have yeah. uh, cookies. You'll have a little Stelladora. On yeah, the chafing dish full of cookies. <laughs> so Whoopi Goldberg, here's my impression of her acting. 19 minutes into the movie, your partner's going to be the dinosaur. Whoa, 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 what? That's why a dinosaur? It makes sense how she ended up in that film because she looks like she's doing an Al-Qaeda video. Like, she doesn't mean anything she's saying. <laughs> There's a guy behind a camera holding a cardboard board, you know, with, with her lines on it. And yeah. she's saying, what? A dinosaur? I can't believe, I hate working with dinosaurs. <laughs> Let me out of this film. I mean, and she that's, is that why she winks and stamps her foot a lot? like she, Or uh, taps her fingers, like in Homeland, the first season, when... Carrie thinks he's doing a single. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gober, get me out of this picture. Help, help, fire agent. Yeah. So she didn't even work for a while after this film. I mean, this really hurt her. I mean, unless she was yeah. done anyway. I don't, I don't well, know. Well, no. She hosted the Oscars the year that this was released on video. And I swear in my head I thought I saw an ad for it. Because I do see that. I do notice that when, the, when whoever's hosting the Oscars that week they'll put one of their crappy movies out. Like My Giant with Billy Crystal came out. Was I remember watching that ad on the Oscars he was hosting that year. But I thought I saw a Theodore Rex commercial, but according to the, the awards were in March of 95, uh, and she hosted? I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they put all their pennies together to put an ad. It's a perfect time to put an ad out. You know, you're watching her be amazing. Yeah, you're watching her be good. But it, that was her um, Norbert. You know, that's the movie that she's made that everybody's like, holy crap, I'm out. I'm out of the Whoopi Goldberg business. But I think I think Eddie Murphy was stands behind Norbert, you know? Yeah. I don't think he, he's ashamed of it. Because I, I keep watching this movie and I'm thinking of like Sylvester Stallone and, and Judge Dredd or all these like movies that came out and were really behind this film and it's a unmitigated disaster. This No one was behind this film and it was an unmitigated disaster, you know? Yeah, it was a terrible... I don't know. Nobody wanted it to... Well, the, all right, so Norbert, too. Yeah, he wanted... There's films Eddie Murphy did that you obviously he didn't want to be there. And you can tell. But Norbert, he put a commitment in. She didn't care about this film. Here's what I feel about this film is, and why I think it is actually one of her best films she's ever done. is It's an allegory for the Jewish experience. It's, um, it's talking about Holocaust. They bring back kind of extinct people. They're bringing him back. They're trying to. This guy yeah. is trying to get rid of them. You see that? One guy is trying to stop them, and most notably, every dinosaur actor does a stereotypical Jewish yes. accent. Like that to them is humor. Is there humor, is right? right the the lady from the lady from the Queens. That lady and the oi mama yeah. type and the, and yeah the, the the Jewy Jew. Everybody was like, um, oh, I'll be funny. I'll just do this funny Jewish voice. So to me, I was like, this is all about the Jews in Nazi Germany. And they're trying to find out. Maybe that would be a good movie. I'm pitching it now. It's a murder mystery set. I never thought of it as an allegory of yes. uh, the Holocaust. But yeah, you, you might be right. Well, never can I forget, tell you the, the sense of religion? So let's, let's dwell into the plot. So there is a guy in the creator. I forgot what his vanity plate says. But he, he's the uh, Elias Kane or whatever his name is. He's, he's the actor. He's the old guy from 13th Floor. He's a character actor that I've seen in everything. He's done some serious movies. Name, um, he's in some real films. Yeah, go ahead. I'll look yeah, it up. I'm sure they were holding his daughter hostage <laughs> at the time, too. He's uh, done films that he wasn't forced to do. 
that his children weren't in peril. Yeah. <laughs> and this I think one. at one point, Wolfgang Goldberg said to herself, I can't believe I had kids. Like, she hated her own kids. This film was so bad. That's, uh... How dare you? <laughs> well, it's true. Now that any time a child is born in her family, she's there at the uh, at the table going, listen to me. Hold on. <laughs> Do not agree your grandmother into any films. How funny is Hollywood where it's like... Uh, you know, like, don't talk to strangers because you don't get an advantage. Don't talk to strangers because mommy might end up in the world's worst film. Might end her career. Yeah, oh, movie. yeah. Wearing, hey, little uh, girl, your, uh, uh, your mom want to do a rom-com? So I I watched this whole movie, and at the end credits, when they're listening to songs, there's two Christmas songs that they wrote for this movie. Uh, hang on a second, I got the names of it. It was like Santa Man, and then... Again, another Jew, by the way, Santaman. It, yeah, it's it's just not Christmas without without you and Santaman. Now, listen, God is dead in this movie. We don't need God. There's a man. There's a billionaire. Like if Mark Zuckerberg said, you know what? I'm going to recreate. I'm going to reanimate dinosaurs, and they're going to live in our society. You know. Who asked? No one asked Airbnb to create dinosaurs. You know what I mean? Like it's like Uber said, "Hey, you know what? We revived the dinosaur, and they're eight feet tall, three ton. They wear six uh, Converse sneakers and lousy pastel jackets. You're welcome, world." Nobody in the world said this man is a monster. He's playing God. You know, no one once said that. Even though we mentioned God with Christmas, you know, like there's no God in this universe. Again, a lot of people lost faith in God while they're being marched into Auschwitz, Michael. I can't believe you're saying, as a <laughs> Jew, think- I can't believe you don't like this film. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> this is about our people. Oh. Oh, so embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I apologize this- to Jews. You're, you're one of the worst. But it's like... I'm calling mom. I just the want you the to know movie I'm starts the with a scroll. The, don't call mom. Just don't call mom. All right, so uh, it says, once upon a time in the future, right? So it's like Star Wars fairy tale. And it has this history about tomorrow at midnight, Eliza's Kane's going to do the... We have to stop this billionaire. He's going to create an ice age and put his animals on the new earth. Well, nobody stopped him when he recreated dinosaurs, right? That could have been the tipping point. They Why could, do they have if that? If you let this guy destroy the... One more time. Uh-oh. I didn't understand oh, the, no. the opening part because... They just explain it later on anyway. Do you know what I mean? They yeah. it, they didn't they need it at all. It. And it, it kind of confused me because they the one thing the movie does well is set that up. You know, so I, it's a weird note. They mu- It was obviously tagged on later and they paid some actor to do the voiceover. But it, that was the one thing I didn't need. Uh, I would have loved to know. I would have loved to hear. I think they did that on purpose. In 1980, in 1982, Whoopi Goldberg's daughter was approached by three creepy movie executives. <laughs> a van pulled up to Whoopi Goldberg's daughter's <laughs> private university. Their mission: make her mother star in a dinosaur cop movie. Six production About assistants. Auschwitz. Six production assistants went to the set of Dinosaurs on ABC <laughs> and stole 22 outfits. <laughs> put it over to the truck said to make a movie uh, why can't they be real dinosaurs why were they all like ABC's they dinosaurs they terrible you could see the seam in his tail in one scene when, in the obligatory oh just like in Pluto Nash where Pluto Nash goes somewhere to get a new outfit so he, it's the same exact scene actually He's, Pluto Nash yeah. stands on his yeah, platform I thought of Pluto Nash too yeah and the guy just changes his body type and we're supposed to find that funny because Eddie Murphy can make anything funny except 
that movie. And then the dinosaur is supposed to be Eddie Murphy does the same bit. So you're talking about he's been wearing this like Cosby sweater, this like weird pastel uh, and he since he's going undercover, he needs a new uniform. So because it's a weird alternative future, people could just zap clothes on you. You don't have to pay money. So he goes and sees Ella, whoever works at the cop shop that does this. And he stands on this this disc and she presses a laser. But, you know, he she oops, I made you a Valkyrie. And then a giant sombrero and a mustache, right? Hey, what is this essay? Or whatever the fuck he said. Yeah, it was one racist dinosaur. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was like... Yeah, it was one... This guy can barely move in a dinosaur suit and you're telling him to improvise. You know, they're yelling ideas from the back of the room. If Eddie Murphy can't pull it off, a guy in a dinosaur suit... Yeah. By the way, that that guy is a voice actor. He, He plays Superman. So that's what he does now. So, uh, what does he do? He's finally dressed and he likes it. He goes, he, he's Superman. He's the voice of Superman oh, for the cartoons. Teddy, Teddy Rex. So Teddy Rex gets his outfit. And he goes, I'm too sexy for my outfit. Now, is this an alternative universe that has right said Fred? <laughs> like, what was that reference? When they visit a guy named the Toy Master, who's the only Asian guy in the movie, she, he starts saying some cryptic stuff and she says, I don't have time for Kung Fu. Which is a reference to the TV show. So did that TV show exist in this universe? I don't get it. You know? Oh, she referring to the TV show? Oh, because... Yeah. You know how David Carradine has to listen to the grasshopper oh, speech every time? Yeah, I don't know. They were looking for the hip references, like Kung Fu. You know, <laughs> and right said for but it. you live in an alternative future. There's no Kung Fu in your it alternative... Is. Or is, is there? They have... Uh, is there a Mexico? They have is antenna TV in the alternative future. They have me TV. Um... <laughs> they have a lot of hollow cams and hollow facts. He hollow facts the tail. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was funny. The hollow facts. In the future, we have hollow faxes. Can we talk about the character actors that dominate this children's Bud movie? Bud Court. Yeah, let's start with Bud Court. What the fuck is wrong with Bud There's Court? something with Holy that dude, right? shit out of him. Harold Amon. I want to interview him. He's dressed... I think that'll be a good interview. Yeah. Oh, no, he's a fascinating guy. I'm, I'm only being... I'm being facetious. Oh, no, I mean, no, I, he's I not like here. A lot. You say what you want. No, no. He's not listening to the show, okay. even if he agrees to do it. But if he hears it, he it I definitely respect Bud Court. Go ahead. My favorite movie is Electric Dreams, and he was terrific in that movie. But anyway, he is dressed up like Freddy, uh, Pinhead, and Mike Myers all in one. He has a very scary makeup face with a scar and a missing eye that has like a socket. That was cool. For a kid's film. For a kid's film? No. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm not arguing against you for this movie, but I just felt like, I just thought that was cool. It was badly done because sometimes it looked like it was popped in. Sometimes it looked like it was part of his face. Yeah. Um, you know, Children of... Uh, no, I, have uh, to, I give him... Cr- what's that movie? That really great French movie? City of Lost Children? Uh, yes. I mean, I felt like that, or Delicatessen. No, I guess It was so. like a crappy, not Henson, but Croft part kind of version of that movie. H.R. Puffin stuff meets well, don't, City don't. of Lost Children. He controls. Now, he has a very squeaky voice, and he has a bunch of henchmen, which I can't tell if the billionaire cloned these henchmen, and nobody in the city notices that there's these like evil, green-eyed, uh, roller-skating, crowbar-holding henchmen that grab and destroy everything. Like <clears throat> It was a big deal that these two people were murdered, the dinosaur and the clone. But nobody in the city notices that there's these crazy, hybrid henchmen you know I didn't get that 
Isn't that, they're, he ordered them on Test Rabbit. Rabbit. They have Test Rabbit in the alternative future. <laughs> Again, bypassing, disrupting the temp agency uh, industry. Oh, is that what that Rabbit. is? Test Rabbit. That makes yeah, sense. so let's say you need some guy to enter code or enter uh, some sheets. You could call up a temp agency or you could just post it on TaskRabbit. I mean, you could just bypass it. That's so funny. Like Uber. I need you to photocopy this all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I guess. I have some friends on Task who work for TaskRabbit and do admin jobs that I did as a temp, ag- at the temp agency. So. so Bud Court's in this movie. He has a very squeaky voice. He's the only one in this movie who looks like he's trying to do something. Yeah. You know, he's trying to give his own spin. He gives a shit. So, he gives a shit. So, we have uh, Armin Stahl. I guess that's that gentleman's name as the bad guy. Uh-huh. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's, got, uh, he's in something good, right? Then, I can't... Go ahead, Mike. I like the 13th floor. Oh, are you on IMDb or no? No, no, no. no. I'll go. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Only talk. No, go ahead. Keep All talking. Right. I'm not listening. So there's a uh, an actor that I can't pronounce his name, uh, Joe Little Joe Delisado. Do you know who I'm talking about? Who's he play? So the uh, Delisandro, and um, he is the long. He's the Tommy Wiseau looking guy in this movie, the villain. Uh huh. And he is actually one of the biggest cult actors you could ever see in a film. He was in Andy Warhol's movies from the late 60s uh, that Paul Morrissey directed. And I only know this because I read Danny Perry's cult movies books. I've never really seen full of these. But he did uh, a film called Trash, which is a, a big cult film. Flesh. And I, I think the other one's Heat. But he's basically like a huge sex symbol in the gay community. In the straight community. Guy just had his shirt off the whole time. You Do you know the Smiths ad? The first album of the Smiths? Do I know the That's Smiths? That's him. Go ahead. That's a photo of him. Oh really? So the the album The Smiths has a picture of the guy, the villain of uh, Theodore Rex. Mm-hmm. That's the same guy. <laughs> so, and I looked I looked up his fan base and and his bio official bio. They don't mention Theodore Rex. They mentioned that he played in he did a lot of horrible European films during the seventies and played killers and da da da. But no mention of this this film. So it's just very odd to see one of the biggest gay sex symbols uh, from the Warhol like. The scene in a kids movie it's just it boggles me that like fans of little joe have to sit through this movie to be a completist of their fan of their hero you know yeah i think they already got bigger problems it's which is worse some of those <laughs> other movies or this one at least this one had a plot and lighting um this one kind of had a plot yeah i'm not gonna piss on this too bad and richard roundtree shafts in it too yeah like, but he's in a lot of kids films yeah he, he's in it for a day um so the guy who plays kane the bad yeah. guy Armin Mueller stall. He was in uh, okay. another, yet another uh, Holocaust film, Jacob the Liar. <laughs> Adam, Theod- Adam, Theodore Rex is not a Holocaust movie. It is, right? Theodore Rex is not about the Holocaust. No, it's about playing God. Uh, oh, there's no God. Well, again, it depends <laughs> who you ask um, at that yeah. time. Uh, he played in Utz, which is based on the chips from the East Coast, UTZ. You can scroll through IMDb. You don't have to read it in sequentially. No, yeah. Are you saying you're you're a completist that way? Is it? No, I'm saying you have a podcast. Get to the interesting stuff. <laughs> I just said Jacob the Liar. I said Utz, the movie. Jacob the Liar. He's in Red Heat. I don't know what he Utz played a the Russian movie is. in Red Heat. Okay. They couldn't find any Thank Russians you. there. Thank you. That I, Carol Kane. That I can hang my she, hat on. Wait, do you know? Oh, Carol Kane yes. does the voice of Molly Rex, the uh, singer. Yes. Um, 
What? I have a very funny story about that. I was trying to watch this movie, and he wails. The, Teddy Rex wails, Molly, 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 all the time. And I had a request by somebody named Molly. Can you please turn that down? It's very annoying to hear that guy say my name. Would that someone be your daughter? Name Molly. Yeah. <laughs> so my six-year-old was really upset. It's found it annoying that the dinosaur was yelling her name out. Yeah. But she wasn't watching it with you? <laughs> Even she has better taste. I didn't, really, I didn't want her to watch it because, you know, I was watching the end where he shoots her point blank six times in the chest. As well, I mean, he shoots her six times and it's with a freeze gun. So poor Whoopi Goldberg. I don't know what she was thinking. She has to be frozen. So she's acting like she's frozen against the wall. It is the most like, ah, just get me out of here scene I've ever seen. Like, imagine you in an improv class. Okay, pretend you're frozen against the wall and you're like, I just don't want to be here. Uh, is this good? Technology froze me. Is, is it believable? You think her daughter was grounded? Just, you, you think know, she grounded uh, her daughter after this? She hasn't talked to her daughter since. Speaking of daughters, <laughs> uh, Martin Landau's daughter plays the the bad guy, the female bad guy, the doctor. She was good. She was good. She, was, she had nothing to do other than look uh, menacing the whole time. It's funny. She's the she, she's yeah, the doctor, I mean, was, yet she acted more like an assistant. She would tell people, "I'm the doc. I'm his personal doctor," and she'd be like, "Walk this way," you know. And not even prescribing them to walk this way. She meant, come with me. But she also was a heavy, too. Like, bad guys, what? She's the Like, she was really, like, gung-ho about destroying the Earth and putting these dinosaurs in it. But here's the thing, like... I hate saying here's the thing. But they're going to eliminate the whole world and put these new creatures on. And they're going to be part of this utopia. Now, not everybody... Like, didn't the henchmen stop and think, wait a minute, we're going to destroy the Earth? And they're not going to bring us in on it? You know, like, none of them rebelled. It's like blue-collar Republicans. They don't think, you know, for their own... They vote against their own interests yeah. sometimes. They don't know. There's, there's no exit strategy. <laughs> they don't realize that. <laughs> so, Mike, would you recommend this film to people? Um, no. No, I mean, it's a footnote. If you've heard about it, it's this guy uploaded on YouTube like a week ago on, on October 6th. Go ahead and see it. Uh, I don't. The problem is with bad children's films is that unless you have a kid watching with you, you're just going to watch your brain cells pop out. And this movie is too violent for a kid to watch, so there's no audience for this film. Adults are going to feel like stupid idiots watching it, and kids are going to be kind of razzled by the dinosaurs. So it, it's not meant for any audience. I say, I don't recommend you it. You don't. I don't recommend it. I mean, unless you. Unless you're a fan of Howard the Duck and you want to see another shitty movie like that, then yeah, by all means. As uh, If you're a Howard the Duck fan, then you should see it. Uh, but it's not worth it. I say if you care... It's not her most interesting... No. Like, you have to see it. Never forget, is what I say. I say it's an important movie to show your kids, to let them know how, what we no, came through to get here. This is not yeah. about Holocaust. It's about... Can we before we go? Can I tell you this is all about race relations? Like alien nation was an, uh, a metaphor about race relations. This is species relations, and every time there's these loaded jokes, it's only delivered to or from Richard Roundtree and Whippy Goldberg. None of the white characters get into. They call each other species. What are you, a speciesist? Do you remember that? Uh -huh. like, and then at the end, Richard Roundtree, who's the cop, he's not the head cop. There's a white guy who, older white guy, who's above him. He's but, a sergeant uh, that yells at let me them. See where it says. Yeah, so here's the speech he gives, given a medal. Soft skin, scales. These are only words. Words that keep us apart. Survival rests on all species treating each other with compassion. And then another point, 
she says to him, you can't judge a dino by its scales. It's just like, why, you know, <clears throat> I get it. It's it's supposed to be a race relation thing, but it's it's just so clunky. And none of the dinosaurs are, and no one really hates the dinosaurs. They just exist in dino. They don't even care about them. Uh, the difference is that uh, between the allegories between whites and blacks and dinosaurs and, and humans, dinosaurs will eat Saskins. you. They will, they will, they can't, they, they eat, right? <laughs> they will. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah, they will eat you. I've, I've never been in an awkward racial situation where a huge mouth came and took over my head. You know. <laughs> hey, uh, I'd like to recommend a different Go movie ahead. from the same Go director, ahead. if I may. He worked it. Do not see Theodore Rex. See his, see his movie from 1985, My Science Project, one of the three science teen comedies that came out that year, along with Real Genius and uh, Weird Science. It's uh, these kids find a alien time machine and they bring it for their science project. And uh, Dennis Hopper from '83 is in it. It's a it's a, a from you know back after Trainwreck. Dennis Hopper's in it, and it's a great it's a great disaster. It's a great bad movie. Great. I would rather you watch that. Waste your time with that. Yeah. If you don't listen to Michael at all, yeah. Uh, come, go to proudlyresents.com/slash/rex and uh, you can watch the movie. In for free on YouTube, or just go to YouTube. Why, why implicate me in the situation? You know, you got your own problems. No, no, go, go down to site. Give him, give him a link. Give him a click. Give me a little love, a little link. Give my brother a click. Yo, a little love for Adam. Don't, don't yell it. Yes, people. Uh, <laughs> so again, uh, if you want Mike's very so, funny joke book, uh, go to proudlyresents.com slash joke book, and we're offering it for only 99 cents. Mike, do you have a salad jokes? They're just it's funny stuff. Uh, you can find examples of it Thanks, on LuggageTuesdays.com. Yeah, and uh, a plug for this show, if you like this, or go back and listen to the 160 episodes. It's 130 up, I think. Uh, two are worth listening to. Find those two. Listen to them. If you like this episode or any other episode you listen to, go on your phone, and you can share it right from wherever you're listening to. So let people know. That's it. Probably just... What? With my phone? What? Oh, sorry, Mike. On your iPad. iPod. <laughs> on your... Uh... Oh, <laughs> and your Zune. Which Sorry, that's the to. joke. Zune. I forgot you actually own the Zune or own the Zune. I still listen to it. Hello from Seattle. It's the greatest thing ever. Great. Good pro- at probably resents. Check us out, and uh, and that's it. All right, live from my daughter's bedroom. <laughs>